0: Hello, and welcome to SoberCast, where we provide AA speaker meetings and workshops in podcast format. We're an ad-free podcast, and if you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by visiting SoberCast.com, look for the donate link, and drop a dollar or two into our virtual basket. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Have a great day.
1: Now, this next speaker, it's just impossible to introduce him. He defies uh, logic. Here's a man that, well, uh, I'm not a leader of men. I am a follower of men. And thank God for that. This man numbers among a lot of people in the audience in AA that I try to sort of pattern my AA life after. This is one man who's working in AA or Almost legendary. This is a man that I would like to be like, but I know that I can't. But I can just try. You know that old deal about seeing a sermon is much better than hearing one. Well, this man, the first time I got to hear him, actually, was at the state convention in Waco, 1949, I believe. And I've been listening to him ever since. I never get tired of him, Icky. Now, Icky's not his name, and too many AAs don't know his name, so I'm going to stool on him, and you'll know why he prefers Icky. His first name is Ellsworth. <laughs> But he told me that he was too young to do anything about it when they named him, so he'd done something about it later. Icky has been sober since 1945. He is one of the old ones that I think. He is one of the oak trees that's held fast through the stormy growth of AA in Texas and nationwide. He's helped a lot of people. I've seen him in action. I've heard about him. I've shared with him. In 1951, when GSO was more or less organized to have delegates, he was your first delegate from Houston. From 1954 to 1959, he was selected, not elected, but I think we're selected or chosen through the group consciousness was the first member of AA voted on to the Board of Trustees of the General Service in New York. The things like that happening to an ordinary earth person would tend to make them a little bit arrogant, a little bit cocky. But to this man he brought back a greater humility. I could I could tell it. He didn't have to tell me. No one did. I could just tell it in his demeanor. And that's one of the reasons I'd like to follow in his footsteps. But I could go on and on to talk about him. But for the first time I'd heard so much about him, when he got up to talk, when he told about how he sipped that wine and slept on the bank, the levee bank in New Orleans, I knew that he was my kind of drunk. And when he, uh, told about the time when he tried to be a success in his line of business, which is handling explosives, when he went out all drunk up and with a load of dynamite and blew up a wrong pier, he's supposed to blow up an old pier, I believe, and blew up a new million dollar pier, well, then I knew that he was in the right place, and I was too. But I could go on and on and talk about this next man, but you know him probably better than I do, and we all love him. I'll give you now, Icky.
0: What, those are real kind words.
1: I know them, buddy.
0: Thank you. As Watt told you, my name is Icky, and I'm a drunkard. And through trying to follow this program... And with the help of God and the help of you people, I haven't had a drink of any kind of alcohol or goose of any kind in two days, and 11 months, and 16 years at 4.30 this afternoon. And that's only by the grace of God and nothing that I have ever been able to do or ever will be able to do, because I truly believe that that was a gift from God, and certainly never has been married. To. When what? And the committee decided this afternoon that they would like to have a general service meeting. As I was sitting there just now, the word was only mentioned three times by as fine a talk as you'll ever hear from Marguerite. That is general service. That is all general service is, is one drunk telling another drunk that through the love of God and the AA-12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, you can get well, you can stay sober, and be happy regardless of your circumstances or conditions. There is no organization in AA. There's no officers in AA. There is nobody except you. So when they said that this is a general service meeting, what you just heard is the only service that Alcoholics Anonymous will ever have in this world to offer the sick alcoholic. It's wonderful to me that that is the true status of a... And I hope it is like my stomach. I hope it never changes. If I got... I, I know I'm among friends. I know practically everybody in here. You've heard this same stuff so many times you ought to be it better than I can tell. But I'm just as nervous as I can possibly be. My hands are just is shaking. My stomach's shaking. And... And just like three men shaking all the same time, and I hope I always say that away. way. It's a thrill to me to be able to try to say one single word that might help a sick alcoholic in this room or anywhere else in the world find a way of happiness and a way of sobriety. And I'm exactly like my favorite story of the little boy that asked his mother one day, he says, why do I keep going around in circles? And she said, shut up or I'll nail your other foot to the floor. (laughs) I hope me and this general service always go around in circles. I I hope we never get so completely organized that anybody else except a drunk can understand it. And that, that to me is the most important thing. The only good story I've ever heard in AA, I heard in Houston, from an old boy that talked from right here, and it describes me, he told me what frustration was. I've repeated it, I love it. It's the same as a Mexican peon that didn't have a patio to pace in. Now that is, uh, you can't find any better description uh, of me and this general service, uh, the headquarters, or anything else. Now that's just how frustrated we are, but it's a great deal like Lil told John G. I don't, I missed old John. I hope he's on board a ship somewhere or sober or something. Lil told John, he says, you're frustrated because you want to be frustrated. I believe that's why none of us want to know anything about the general service. Uh, we don't want to know anything about it, and as long as we don't, I don't think we're going to know very much. But i tell you why that is, and, th- and this is the reason. For a great number of years, this same organization was known as Alcoholics Anonymous Foundation Incorporated New York City. Due to the millionaires from Houston, not Dallas, you may notice that, from Houston, they founded so many foundations in the United States to dodge taxes that our alcoholic foundation received letters by the millions and stacks asking for money. The people begin to think that the AA Foundation had money. Hell, we only owe money. We never have. This. Uh, the drunks will never have any money. So everybody had gotten used to sending twice a year two dollars each to the foundation. And lo and behold, we found out we had to do something about this name foundation, and it took then 17 years to get over the word foundation to the drunk. So we had to start all over, and now we got this saluting name, General Service, which doesn't mean a single thing in the world but except it is the world headquarters where the Service Center of Alcoholics Anonymous has an office. And I, I know that you all know this, but I think it's worth repeating. Principally, there is three offices in your office. First, it is Alcoholics Anonymous. That is incorporated. You own it. You are the stockholder. It's run by, now, eight non-alcoholic trustees and seven alcoholics. I have an announcement to make because this is going to change that ratio. Due to the delegates, they have increased the number of non-alcoholics and alcoholic trustees by two. So it's going to be necessary in the areas to nominate a nominee from the various areas for some additional trustees. We are in what is known as the Southwest area, composed of Arkansas, Louisiana, New Mexico, Colorado. I don't know why in the hell they got Utah in there. But they have. Oklahoma, Texas. Louisiana's not. They seceded. To
1: get
0: yeah, well, they got them over there in Mississippi. They'll fix them up for sure now, I'll guarantee. Don't you send one of them delegates up there. Utah, Oklahoma, and Texas. Now, this is the announcement, and be sure and tell your groups about this. There'll be a statewide Texas AA General Service Assembly meeting in Austin, Texas, Sunday, December the 9th at 1 o'clock. That is a week from tomorrow at 2100 West 35th Street. I'm going to get Margaret to tell me the name of that club. So if they forget that, they can look it up in the phone book. Suburban Group, Austin, and it's listed in the phone book. You can't find it there. Call the Insane Asylum and they can give you the direct line. eh? (laughs) (laughs) It's very important that all of the group representatives and district committee men and women and delegates be present. If your group is not elected, a group representative, please do so. And be at that meeting to represent your group. The meeting, as I understand it, will be held by the present delegates, and uh, they, at this time, will choose an individual to be the nominee from Texas. This doesn't mean that this individual will necessarily be to the Board of Trustees. They have a new plan now. At the general service meeting of your delegates, and that's the delegates from each state. And some like Texas has four. Close to ninety of them now. They will decide at that meeting through the nominating committee who will be the trustee from this area. So all we do at this time is to choose a man as a nominee from Texas and put them all up there and look them over real good and shake them up and usually end up drawing them out of the hatch, which is about as good, I guess. But that's what the purpose of this meeting is, and truly it is one of the most important things that can be done in AA. And let me explain to you why it is so important. All of the business that AA has is handled by this Board of Trustees, and you would be surprised the number of times that the Board of Trustees has saved this movement. Bill alone says that they have saved this movement four times, and to my certain knowledge it has been on count of the non-alcoholics and not the alcoholics. If you think we can run one, try running this general service office down here in Houston. I'm part of this to I, I can say we. All drunks running it. You show me one drunk organization in the world today run totally by alcoholics, it's been a mess. <laughs> Nothing but a mess. Ask what what happened to the treasurer in Louisiana. We hide all these things. Ain't nobody in here but drunk. We, we hide all these things. I never was so surprised in all my life when went on the board, they chose a man by the name of Roosevelt. Mr. Roosevelt is the only living member of Teddy Roosevelt, the President of the United States' son. In his own name, Mr. Roosevelt is a, a immensely wealthy stockbroker on a New York stock exchange, has a very fine firm. He told me about the Boy Scout movement. He said, I never was so surprised. He said, I was on there as an assistant treasurer. This has never been in the paper. They stole $2 million from the Boy Scouts about 25 years He inaugurated the system that everybody that touched the dime in New York office, regardless Bill Wilson, me, anybody else, that had anything to do with your money, we were bonded. It made the drunk so mad that you, oh man, you talk about holier than thou, you should have heard of questioning my integrity. Boy, (laughs) that joker couldn't make bonds. He had a prison record back of him a mile long of absconding money, and we all, boy, listen, we cleaned house. That's the non-alcoholics. They look at these things objectively, and we need these people. We need them worse today than we ever needed them in the history of Alcoholics Anonymous. Personally, I believe we ought to have about ten times more nons than we do the drunks. I've sat there with them. I don't know why it is, but we won't do anything in front of a non-alcoholic that we will in front of a bunch of drunks. Now, I, I can't understand you. You can let the Board of Trustees, the, tri- the Type B, the alcoholics you let us have a meeting, and I bet you we ain't in there five minutes, and boy, we've got the damnest Donnybrook going you've ever seen in all your life about nothing.
1: <laughs>
0: Let Bernard Smith walk in the room, and he'll smile and ask how everybody is, you know, and we just sit there and look like a damn bunch of chumps. No, not a soul will open their mouth, you know, and he says, what are we all talking about? <laughs> oh, we ain't talking about nothing. We want to move that telephone from Bill's office over to this office. <laughs> And we've been arguing for two weeks,
1: he says, uh,
0: why don't we get two (laughs)
1: telephones?
0: That's all it amounts to. And here we have been working, praying, arguing, lying, and carrying on. Man, I don't know why. And the man just says, well, why don't we get two telephones? Don't sell those folks short, and don't let any delegate come back from up there and let them sell you short, because they don't know what they're talking about. I'm telling you the honest to goodness truth, you hold on to those people that have saved this. You hold on to them with dear life, too. We've got a little bit of money up there, and a drunk can't stand prosperity. (laughs) We never have no trouble in these groups when we don't have money. There, there's a man right there from Oklahoma City that'll tell you they've got one of the finest club rooms in Oklahoma. And when they were paying for it, they were growing. Weren't you, I? Right? Anywhere. Just go anywhere. If we can keep this thing simple, if we can follow our traditions, if we can support these people that are willing to give their time, Ruby is going to be your delegate. She's going to New York. She's going to bring you back what they're discussing and tell you about it, if you'll cooperate with her, we will get along fine. And we do need your support. It, It takes very little bit of money. It's a surprising amount of money that it takes. But you see, we've got several things that we think worthwhile. For example, the grapevine. We sell the grapevine for 35 cents, but it costs 55 to produce it. And we're still trying to make money, (laughs) but it's worthwhile. The drunk don't subscribe to it, so general service picks up the ballot. Now, this is a real important thing. You see, you own all of this. You own every bit of it. You own the big book. Nobody in the world owns this, except you people. When it's printed and told we give Bill Wilson and Lois 35 cents. The balance of it goes to your offer. Now that's one. The grapevine is a separate because we sell it. And it has to on account of the tax. We have to keep it separate. And the publishing company that takes care of your pamphlets, it's a separate. But they're all in Alcoholics Anonymous, and there's nobody in the world controls this thing except you people. So if you want to find out about Alcoholics Anonymous, if you want to find out about this general service, if you want to find out anything about your central office, if you want to find out anything about your group, when you go home this afternoon, you look in the mirror You'll find out, because you are Alcoholics Anonymous. Nobody else in this world is AA except you. You represent AA more than any other possible thing. Your and my actions, wherever we are, says what AA is. The life that I lead and the life that you lead is AA. And when you and me go out on a twelve step call and don't have anything to give away, that's the reason the command doesn't come. He don't like what you and me presented to him. He doubts the sincerity or We don't present it. So you see, all this thing is, is one drunk telling another drunk. And we need a central headquarters, and we have that in New York. It would be the same wherever it would be, but so happens that New York is centrally located worldwide. And that's where the office is. It would serve just as good in Houston in fact, we people from Texas would say that it would be better. And it has been suggested that <laughs> by several delegates from Texas when they get mad at them Yankees up there. Say let's move the damn thing, you know. But we need we need this centrally location. And it takes a little bit of money to keep that thing going. But through your generosity everything is going along fine we could use more money because we need to help people that don't have money to help themselves new groups the penitentiary the hospital the foreign service the translation let me show you how this really worked no one couldn't understand why AA couldn't get started in germany Terrific number of drunks in Germany. They love that schnapps. No success. A man with a good college education sobers up in New York, gets a copy of the German literature, comes into the office and he said, the German people can't read this. We didn't know that they were two German languages. We translated it into everyday middle of the run German AA in Germany today is growing leaps and bounds. If we had a little bit more money, we could help those people. The same is true all over the world. The same is true in this area particularly. We need funds for the Spanish literature badly. You and I know that we don't do near what we should for the Spanish-speaking drunk. We see him, and he needs help. He can't speak English. And he doesn't have the money to buy these Spanish-speaking pamphlets. And we need this money up there. That's where your money goes for when you send it up there. There's very few people work that make money. Most of this work that's actually done up there is by volunteer work. So there's nothing complicated about this deal. We have to have a little bit of business. But I can tell you for sure that the only business that we have in New York is the drunk business. And I hope and pray that AA never gets out of the drunk business. And the only concern I think that anyone that is close to the movement, what we might say in a broad sense of the word, it'll never be from the outside that AA failed. It will be from within. Nobody wants to do anything to hurt Alcoholics Anonymous. AA's name is one of the most loved names in the world today. Isn't it wonderful that there never has been one single written word against the name Alcoholics Anonymous? The 12 steps have never been attacked since the day that they have been written. It's the only thing that has been printed by man in this century, that you own that hasn't been attacked and torn to pieces by the press, radio, and all means of communication. Now, you stop and think of what we really have here. We've got 12 steps that the greatest prescription known to man. You let anybody else, it don't make any difference, the president or anybody, write one single line and everybody in the world attacks it, And we don't know why that AA never has been attacked. But we want to thank God for this. And we want to remember it. And I think one of the great things behind it is, is that we have tried to get these people by attraction and not publicity. We don't need publicity. Everybody in the world knows about Alcoholics Anonymous, except the drunk. (laughs) Hell, everybody in my family knew about AA. I never had heard of it. My sister, editor of Newsweek magazine, went to an AA meeting in 1941, wrote the first article for Newsweek magazine in medicine science section, took the trouble to send to me her written first article ever in Newsweek magazine about alcoholics and on, sent a check and asked if I would come to New York and merely go to one of these meetings that she knew that I was drinking too much. This 1941. I read all of this, and I said, the idea of my sister calling me a drunk. I tore up the article, kept the check. <laughs> throwed it in the waste paper basket and passed out in my easy chair that night went up to see SMU and the Army play that same year, and I showed her. I went to New York City and never even called my sister until I got in you know where, (laughs) and had to call Newsweek. Her baby brother in New York City, drunk, been in jail for five days. I never was so hungry in my life. They feed you less in that New York jail than anybody. Well, thank goodness she had sense enough to say, young man, you stay there. And I got out the best way I could. So you see, everybody knows about AA, but the person that needs it. So your and my job is to carry this message to other sick alcoholics. And that's what I'm interested in with general service. I don't think we need any more organization. I don't think we need too many more pamphlets. What I think we need is to get off of what we're sitting on and start making 12 step calls and going out here and working with that old boy and girl. We got this thing so easy, we say, well, now, look, you just go down here to the Milam building and talk to somebody else. See, Uh uh-uh, that ain't the dice. We roll the dice with the man. We go along with the drunk. We see that the man gets there. Would you go to an AA meeting if some joker told you on the phone, you go out here to uh, Montrose, or you go out here somewhere? You got to go get that boy. At least give him a fair break and take him the first time. Then that, then that's real sure enough Alcoholics Anonymous. This thing is based on you and me trying to help the sick alcoholic. And just to show you, I know that this is bound to be true. I was listening to that football game a while ago, and this Gillette outfit, you know they got one of them damn Paul parrots up there, and that darn thing gets to saying, "How you fix for blades? How you fix for blades?" You know, I got an electric razor. I'm going over to the dresser seeing whether I got any blades or not.
1: <laughs> Same
0: way with us in AA. So what I'd like to ask you this afternoon is, uh, how you fix for AA? Do you have anything to give away? Do you really trust in God and clean house? You as an individual, do you take your 12 steps before telling some old boy or girl that they can stay sober? Do you take these 12 steps? Do you admit that your life has become unmanageable? You reckon I was telling them about the first time in my life become unmanageable? I never will forget that. Just to show you how we always overdo it. They told me that I wouldn't get drunk if I took a little bit of olive oil. So I get to thinking, you know, a little bit of olive oil is fine, but ought to get some imported olive oil. So I buy the very best. I think, well, a couple of drinks. This olive oil, maybe I won't get so drunk. So I drinks me that bottle of olive oil, starts to drinking that green corn whiskey, and I life become unmanageable now.
1: <laughs>
0: if you think that I wasn't a mess
1: That's way before
0: AA too. So it's most important that we do these things before we try to tell a, other people. I don't know who it was, but it says that man plants the seed, and God gives the increase. The doctor only dresses the wound, and God heals That's That's AA. That's the general service. And when people like Carl and Al, and many, many more, before us, made this meeting possible. To me, this is Alcoholics Anonymous. A.A. in the practice is not form, it is a life. It is the order and soundness of a man or woman. It's not something else to be got, to be added But it is a new life of those faculties you have. It is to do right. It is to love. It is to think. It is to be humble. And when we are, you are Alcoholics Anonymous. To me, this wonderful way of life comes out from this New York office through the farm of general service. I don't know why, but we drunks are natural-born moochers. You show me a drunk that lives to be 40 years old, and I'll show you somebody that took care of him, or her. I had four women, wife, two sisters, and mother. I played them hand by hand against each other. One rich old aunt. She sent me to Stuttgart, Germany to take a cure for alcoholism in 1929. 1929. I stayed sober. Came all the way back on this boat until the captain's dinner. It was just a little glass of wine. Just a little wine didn't ever hurt nobody it's good for what i don't know what that book says but it's good for it i know that tried a little bit of wine poor old little bell had to come in the stateroom and haul me off in a wheelbarrow i couldn't even get off of the damn ship 1929 <laughs> 19, moochers all, all of them. i'd call up my sister He down one of these flea bags I'd even hide the sheets. If there was such a thing as a pillow slip or a blanket, hide those seeds. Take the stove out of the room. Hide it. Come down there and there I was, just shivering and dying, you know, nothing no clothes broke. She says, Is this where you living? Oh yeah, this is where I'm living. <laughs>
1: Terrible, you know, just
0: laying on the dying bed. <laughs> Where's your clothes? Well I lost Right underneath the bed, everything I had, one suit. Well, you'll have to get some clothes. We'll have to get you out of here. Just the minute she left, man, we all got drunk. Moochers. We're all the same. So, we haven't quit mooching. Next time you're not doing anything, look at a dollar bill. And by the way, keep dropping them into the collected place. Here it does, sir. You see this emblem that's the emblem of alcoholics anonymous you see it now on all our literature <laughs> we probably got it copyrighted they probably have not
1: <laughs>
0: that's the emblem of alcoholics anonymous that's the 12 steps the 12 traditions in the general service it's the same here i'm not smart enough to know what this greek or latin is Austin out here, he could decipher that for us. But I'll tell you what that little light up there is. That's the love of God. And any time we let it go out in Alcoholics Anonymous and think that you and me do this, any time you and me think we sober anybody else up, we just merely tell them about it. And that's why that emblem is so important. And it's still a three-legged stool in AA. And it takes all three of them. So you see, we need those Yankees up there. They need us. And we need AA. So to me, this sober life of AA burns before a power greater than ourselves, like a beautiful lamp. And this lamp is... Burning before the sick and lonely man with a drinking problem. And you picture in your mind any kind of lamp that you want, because all lamps and lights are on the same principle. Every one of them known to man. Whether it's an open lamp, electric light, or what have you, it's all the same. This is a lamp that I like to think of with A.A., the wick of this lamp, or the filament, whatever it is, is the twelve steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Of Alcoholics Anonymous. These twelve steps of recovery to mirror the faith to the sick alcoholic. The flame of the lamp is one of our twelve traditions, and this is our hope. And any time we break the twelve traditions, we harm the hope of alcoholics yet to come. And this wonderful lamp, to me, is made out of the third legacy of general service or charity. And with the love of God and this faith, hope, and charity, the oil that keeps this lamp going or the electricity, or now the atomic energy, is fed with the love of God, as you and me understand. And I think as long as we humbly ask God for the guidance and strength for this power, and keep this lamp burning. This lamp to me is like You're watching, Lamp, on the coast. It saves you and me, and it's a beacon to a distressed ship. And man keeps that light going. And we can't depend on anybody else except ourselves. So I hope here in our wonderful land that we keep, this lamp of forever burning the sick alcoholic, And you'll never know how you people in Houston have made that lamp possible for me. If Roy Sanford's wife hadn't picked out my name out of the hat with Montrose and chosen me As your delegate, I never would have gone to New York. If I hadn't been a delegate, I doubt very seriously if you had been interested in my being your representative on the Board of Trustees. To me, that was the greatest experience I have ever known. And I can never in all my life say thank you enough because you see everything that lila bell and i have we owe to you and i hope we never forget it and even the love that we now have for god you told us about because you see a drunk told me Hickey just changed the word god to good Add the letter O, and it's spelled good. And everything in this world that is good is God. And God won't have anything to do with it unless it is good. So to me, Alcoholics Anonymous is good because it's God. And you taught me the most wonderful thing in all the world, and that's to love. I love you people. And we sure hope that you love us. And that's all AA is. We don't need any organization. We don't need one single thing in the world. But the honest, sincere desire to help another sick alcoholic get well. And I just hope that we can always remember that it's never going to be the service, but it's going to be the love it gets the man well. And I sure do thank you for asking me. It's been a wonderful meeting. And if you don't know anything about GSO, ask your delegate. Thank you.